recently has ever heard that name probably. Ah, uh, don't lose the spirit, you guys. You ever watch Michael Koulianos or, or Benny Hinn? They'll literally say like, please, no moving in the back, please. Stay seated. The Lord's moving. Don't move around back there. Just wait to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm kind of like, whoa. I'm also like, come on, let's go. Honor the move of God in the room when we start moving around. I mean, you're, you can get as serious with the stuff as you want. Depends how much you want. Uh, can we, <laughs> has everybody said hi to everybody already? <laughs> okay, I'll check out. Oh, Father. We're going to... We're going to lean in to what God's doing in every service a little bit more. I, and I just want you to know that. So, um, if you want less time listening to the Spirit during service, bummer. Um, if, if, if you want more opportunities to hear God and lean in for the person. I'm, I'm looking around and you guys are praying for each other. So amazing. Um, that's the goal. The goal. Um, yeah. Teresa, you had a little word about just off of what Brianna was singing. Do you want to share that still? Love that, what you were saying. Um, where's that? Here it is. Here. What's that? Um, I just felt uh, reminded um, when we were singing about the dawn um, that Jesus, or that the Bible says in Luke that um, is that Jesus is the sunrise from on high who will visit us. And um, he spoke that to me a few weeks ago. Um, and uh, just, just was thinking about how when the sun comes up, everything changes, you know. Um, like something looks gloomy, kind of depressing, and then the sun hits it and it's beautiful. And so also just the, the warmth, you know, I mean, it was in the song, just the warmth of God, that he's friendly um, that's also a part of like what I felt when he was telling me about how you know, he's the sunrise from on high. Like he's, he means our good. Um, so in the ways that sometimes, you know, I can feel like, oh, you've got stuff for me to do, you know. Um, or your commandments are burdensome, you know. It's like, no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm friendly. I'm like the morning light. I'm like the sun hitting you. And um, just the, that, it just feels good. Come and on, I right. desire your good. And so... Yeah. Oh, that's a good word. Come on. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you guys. We're in 1 Corinthians. Can you, can you put the off? Oh, we got a couple announcements. Let's do these really, like, Soaked in the glory. Uh, tomorrow at 7 or 7.30? 7.30. Yes, that one. These two. Oh, all I see is courage and I just see dreams coming true. When I look at that, that's what I see. 
And I, and I want you guys to see that too. I want you to see people that are unafraid to take risk and step towards what God's put in their heart. They're, these are what you call leading the charge for our dreams. So if anybody has dreams that they're not sure are possible, you should probably go to this so you can see what it looks like. Oh, amen. Amen. Anyway, let's go. And then um, the offering declaration. These are just fun. Oh, uh, let's do the declaration first. All right, are you guys ready? You need to stand up. You need to stand up. We tried this sitting down, and it just falls flat. Are you guys ready? I, I made you do it twice last time. Let's not make the same mistake, okay? You guys ready? All right, I will stop you if I have to. Ready? All right. As we give today's offering, we are believing God. Awesome. On. So good. <laughs> All right, you can sit down or stand or fall down. What was that? If you're new to presence? Yeah. If you... All right, can you get the Corinthians slide up? Just, we're, in, we're, in a, we're in a series, 1 Corinthians, Paul's ladder. Oh, yeah, darn it. <laughs> if you're new, raise your hand. Raise your hand right now. If you've never been here, raise your hand. A couple of you are there. Anybody else? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Raise your hand. we got a gift for you. We're just going to give it right to you because we love you. These are so good. Send these back over the, over the, uh, the pond, as we say. <laughs> Going back to the UK. Can we do something really quick? I felt like these are Penny's good friends from like age 11 or something, right? Good Lord. They're going back to... Um, England on Monday, Wales, <gasps> Wales, oh my God, so I, I props, oh my, <laughs> you guys got it, I didn't know they were from Wales, I literally thought England, because you're not from Wales, right, so I just, I thought, well, they're not from Wales, I go up behind, is it Richard, right, I get that right, and I started laying hands on Richard, and I said, I feel like, I feel like the, the seeds of the Azusa Street Revival are being planted in you guys. You're supposed to take them back to the... To, to, I basically said that the Welsh Revival and the Azusa Revival are coming together in you guys and something's going to happen when you go back. I didn't know they were from Wales. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Hey, just reach your hand to them right now. I just, let's just send these two off. We have a moment, you guys. There's a moment here. Let's not let it pass. Listen, some, may, some water, some plant the seeds, some, some uh, reap a harvest. Let's just, let's do our part here. Father, we just, we send them off. We send them off with your blessing, with the fire, with the seeds of revival, Lord, from our region, from the Jesus people to the Welsh revival, to, uh, to um, Amy Simple McPherson and Angela's Temple, Lord. We send them off, Lord. We just pray, would you do a mighty work in these two, Lord? Would you, would, you harvest, would you reap a beautiful harvest 
when they get back, God, would something happen? We don't even know what, God, but something powerful happened with these two, Lord. We pray for connections. We pray for relationships to begin to form, that begin to create a wave of God in Wales that takes on all of England, Lord, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Oh, come on. That's what you call an ambush. All right. Holy Ghost ambush. <laughs> if you got more words for them, I say just go give it to them. All right, you guys ready? You got, am I? Is that what you said? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. All right, all right. Like I said, we've been going through 1 Corinthians. Uh, what do we call this? It's called Paul's letter to a passionate people. You guys know this, but if you, were missing, if you weren't here recently, uh, the Corinthians were the charismatic church of the time. They were the most spirit-filled church. It was also one of Paul's strongest rebukes in the New Testament. I don't know how I feel about that. But, um, but, but these were people that operated in all the gifts and all the signs and the wonders, but they were also in a culture that was like L.A., Las Vegas. They were between two port cities, and so they just had everything, melting pots. They had the, the, the prostitutes. They, it was like, it was all about money. It was about um, it was about the smart people of the day. It was about the philosophers. It was about the uh, the theaters. It was about the. It was horrible. It was. It was. It was just everything. It wasn't bad. It was just all. The, it was a melting pot of cultures, and so um, they had some problems. Um, but I'm gonna. I read all of First Corinthians uh, one. We're gonna read two this time because I had so much fun. Um, but we're in a season next. Uh, I'm just going through Corinthians, First Corinthians. And um, I've just kind of given people, our, some of these guys that are be preaching, um, free reign, just pull it out of 1 Corinthians. So I encourage you guys, read through it. When you read through it once, find a different translation, New Living, The Passion, whatever, and read it through again. Um, right, Alicia? How many, how many translations do you have in your book bag right now? Just one. I caught you on a bad day. <laughs> They're in her car. The other eight are in the car. Okay, <laughs> um, next week, who do we got preaching? October, you're 7th, no, 14th. Bill's going to be preaching October 14th. <laughs> David's preaching next week. Hallelujah. All right, all right. Go, go. Jeff's preaching the week after. He doesn't know it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scare some people. Jeff would be like, put me in. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. Um, let me pray. Father. <laughs> oh, how do you guys pray and not laugh? I don't know. Oh, Lord. Lord, we love you. I love everything that was said already tonight, God. Blessed are the hungry. Blessed are those who thirst and hunger for right. Father, we are hungry for you, Lord. We are hungry for your touch, for your wisdom, Lord. Fill us tonight with, <laughs> with you, God. Spirit, would you speak to us and just bring us closer to Jesus. That's all I ask, God. Would you, would you bring us closer to Jesus? 
tenderize our hearts. Amen. I have a few things going through my head, but let's read the scriptures and kind of see where it leads us. You ready? All right, I'm in the NESB. Um, I just, that's just what I got here. So if you want, you can pull it out. Um, and when I, this is, um, get your phones out though. If you just follow along, it's helpful. If you need your phone, I'm not going to judge you. Um, I'm on my phone, Bible every now and then. I don't like it because I don't like underlining on my phone. It's not the same. All right, you guys ready? It's just, you got to see it. You got to see it, so I'm going to stop and start. All right, First uh, Corinthians chapter 2, and when I came to you, brethren, okay, stop for a second, sorry, I, 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 <laughs> I said I'm going to stop and start. This is just how I am. I've got to back up a little bit. Listen, so Paul, you remember, if you weren't here when I first started, you didn't hear this whole intro, it was like 30 minutes long. So Paul's been to Corinth. Okay, he was in Athens, and he spoke, and he preached to the Bereans there, and he had this big, I think it was the Bereans, on Mars Hill, he had this big, like, like, philosophical, really wise speech, and you know how many churches were planted in Athens? Zero, okay? So Paul went to Corinth after that, and, and he decided to change his tactics, okay? And so Paul came to Corinth, and he was there for 18 months, and he preached up a storm, But he preached less with wise words, because remember, they were a very philosophical, very knowledge-based culture that that raised up the teachers. So Paul says, oh yeah, well, I'm going to come in low. I'm going to come in with the foolishness of Christ and see what happens. I tried coming high, and I'm going to go low this time and, and and just preach the foolishness of God. And so that's what he did when he came in there. So 18 months he was there, planted the church, he left, and then if you don't, if you remember in the, um, he was in, I believe, Ephesus, and uh, the house of, uh, uh, um, what's her name? Chloe, right? Chloe's friends, yeah, Chloe's friends from the house church, Chloe, went to go deliver a letter to Paul, and basically said, Paul, things are going wrong, would you help us? And so, Corinth, 1 Corinthians is, is, is one of the, I think, four or five letters that we have from Paul, well, at least two of the five letters that we have from Paul, to the Corinthians, Okay. It's just really important to me. If we're going to go through this, you, gotta, you can't just read it as if it's just something you've opened up to. You gotta, it was written a certain way for a certain purpose. Does that make sense? Dude, you're such a teacher too. You get that. Oh, come on. So also, you got to recognize that we don't have to go through this line by line because Paul, Paul they would have read it to the whole church all at once. It was a letter. It wasn't like a... This wasn't a series that Paul preached to them through letters. It was one thing. They just read it all together. And so some people were cut during other parts. Other people were like, well, that's for me. (laughs) I'll stop sleeping around. You know, I don't know. But that's, that's what this is. It's not like we read this over two weeks or something like that. Some of us longer, some of us shorter. But we read this, but Paul would have, they would have read it all at once. You get it? Okay. All right. Verse 1. We're going, I promise. When I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. Remember, this is, he's talking about when I was there. Verse 2, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, say weakness, 
weakness and in fear and in much trembling. <laughs> That's how every pastor wants to come before the congregation. In weakness and in fear and trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom. <laughs> but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. So that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. I'm going to read that again. So that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. What does that mean? What does it mean to have your wisdom or your, your faith, your, your confidence? What does it mean to have your confidence resting on the wisdom Hear that? Someone's got that. Someone's like crying or whining back here. Sorry, I've got all four kids. Jessica's not at home anymore, and all I just hear is kids screaming. Um, this is a big deal, you guys. You you want to know why we keep? You want to know why at times we go up and down? When we're up, our faith is on the wisdom of God. When we're down, our faith is on the wisdom of man. You wake up and you're like, oh, it's not going to be a good day. Who told you that? God? No. Like, the way you got out of bed, like the aches in your body told you that. The kids waking up on the wrong side. Something else told you that, but it wasn't God's wisdom. What's it mean to say, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified? What is, this is so big, you guys. We, I can't just brush over this and keep going. This is a big deal. Just, uh, what does it mean? Just right, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to think about this. If I didn't keep preaching and I just said, what does it mean to you when I say it's all about Christ crucified? Everything's about that. Just stop for a second. It's important to me that you have an opinion of this. What's it mean? That it's all about Christ crucified. Right here, right now. I wake up in the morning, Jesus, it's all about Christ and Jesus Christ and you crucified. What's it mean to come in weakness and in fear and in much trembling? What's it mean for you? What's it mean to know nothing? What's it mean... To wipe out all the things that you know. Can we get the lights up a little bit? It's so dark in here. Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm all over the place sometimes. You know me. There we go. What's that mean? I, this, does this feel heavy? I hope it doesn't. This feels glorious to me. It feels like we're searching something out. And if we can find this thing, it's going to unlock doors. That's how I look at this stuff. So what's it mean? What's it mean to know nothing but Christ crucified? I tell you what it means. It means take up your cross. It means to find, it means to look upon what Jesus did for you and to say, okay, so what do I do now? See, Jesus didn't die on you so you could didn't die for you so that you could just live a life of abundance and prosperity. The purpose of Christ dying on a cross was to make a way for you to die with him. He was modeling something. He modeled something that if you want to be successful in life, 
you have to die. If you want to be successful in your relationships to your spouse, to your kids, to your friends, you have to die. And what does that even mean? Gosh, sorry, that literally just runs through my head. But what does it mean, Jesse? It, It means that you have to begin to figure out, where am I trusting in? Because to die means to die to all of man's wisdom. Got all sorts of ideas going to me. Let's, let's keep reading. You guys good? All right, the, the word is just going to preach this thing. Let's go. Verse 6, yet we do not speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. He's speaking to the gods of Corinth. He's speaking, he's saying, listen, the ones that you follow, these, the gods, the, the, the temples of Artemis and, and Athena and all these things. None of them have understood. For if they had understood, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But things, but just as it is written... Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. That's one of those uh, postcard scriptures, isn't it? Let's read it again. This is just a good one to just meditate on. Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Doesn't say for those that are walking and that have two feet. Doesn't say that he has all, the, that he has all this stuff stored up or prepared for those that have read the Bible. Doesn't even say those that go to church. It says for those who love him. I don't, this might just be, I don't, I, I start 95% of my prayers because I don't know how else to start them. God, I love you. <laughs> it's just a good place to start. Just your affections on him. I remember hearing Bill Johnson would say that uh, before you go to bed, Before you go to bed, as you're laying down, fix your affections on the Lord. David would say this. He says, as I wake up and as I go to bed, I meditate on your goodness. There's something about in the morning and in the evening, but it's, and so I began to, I I would would literally go to bed and I'd feel my heart like a little, like a little direction cone, you know, like a, like, like searching for something. And I feel like it would just latch on. I felt like my affections for God just be on him as I began to drift to sleep. And I might have thought about other things, but I always, I tried to start there. Because it's so important to let your heart just be in love with God. Right now, just let your affections, just right now, I, I can't help but just activate us all in this. Just right now, let your heart just be pulled towards him. If you need to say something, great. If you can just feel it, great. But just, Father, we love you.
Father, our, our eyes have not seen and our ears have not heard. It hasn't even entered into our heart all the things that you have prepared for us, God. Us that love you. Verse 10, for to us God revealed them. <laughs> Isn't that good? He's going to reveal them. He has, re- for us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Who can know the thoughts of God? Nobody. Oh, wait, let's keep reading. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that, you guys ready? So that we may know things freely given to us by God, which things we also seek, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts and spiritual words. You know what I love about this? I love that there's problems in the world that God has a solution to. You know who he wants to share those thoughts to? Those that love him. Can we just, how many of you guys see problems around you? You guys ever see problems around you? Some of you guys have jobs where you see problems? You know that, I don't think we say this very often, but this got me really excited when I started learning about God, that you can literally ask God for supernatural solutions to problems in front of you. You know that? You guys ever, you guys ever like prayed over your, the car, like, Lord, would you please start? Like, it doesn't start, and you're like, Lord, please start. You can just lay hands on problems and say, God, would you give us the solution to this problem? I just, I, I want to encourage you right now, like, you're not in the practice of stopping and saying, Lord, Lord, could you give me the solution to this? Sometimes I feel like um, this feels very, like, doesn't feel super powerful when I say it, but I, I feel like this has radical implications. You can just ask God for, for solutions to any problem you want. And, and that, very, that very thing of asking him for the solution is, is called prayer. And, it, and when you step into prayer, I'm reading this book by, uh, by Ian Bounds on prayer. Leonard Ra- It's this little one. You should, you should just, just buy it. It's $9. But it's basically Leonard Ravenhill compiled this, all these Ian Bounds quotes from, on prayer. And Ian Bounds says this, it's the business of prayer is the business of man. It is the business of man. And he says that, says that when you step into prayer, you step into holy communion with God. When you step into, uh-oh, everything okay, Reagan? Okay. <laughs> Reagan's watching the kids. <laughs> Again, Jessica's not in town. Okay. Um, when we, th- this is, you guys, ah, I wish I could just preach on prayer right now for a while. Dude, you guys, I'm getting rocked by prayer. And, and prayer is just asking God, Lord, would you give me the solution to this problem? 
See, God is longing for you to ask him for solutions. He is hungering for you to ask him. He says, ask of me and I will give you the nations, much less the solution to this problem. But I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I just get going in my life. And I just keep doing what's in front of me, right? Can I get an amen? Can I get a louder amen? <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, but, but listen, we just get caught up in the daily thing. Even when we worship, we're not really asking him for things. I'm not saying we're supposed to ask him for much stuff during worship, but, you know, it just, it's, it's starting to shift my thinking. I used to think God's so good, he just wants to give me stuff. His goodness, I, I, one of my core values is I can't exaggerate his goodness. It's impossible. I can't, I can't even think about God being too good, right? And so when I think about that, I'm just like, why do I ask for anything? He knows what I need and I want. He's going to give it to me right at the right time. He'll probably ambush me with it. But what I've learned with prayer is it's not so much about being the bird that's like, feed me, feed me, feed me. It's about stepping into communion. It's about stepping into relationship with your Father in heaven who wants you to ask him for things. Does it mean you're going to get it all? No. But, but if you didn't ever ask him, you'd never get the benefits of being that close to him. You know what I mean. Like, of course you're close to him, but... When you begin to ask him for stuff, you, your heart is directed towards him. This is small, you guys, but I promise you, I pro- if you, if you just start asking him for stuff, you know what will happen? You start asking him for stuff, you'll start thinking about him. You start thinking about him, well, you'll start walking with him. And when you start walking with him, well, that's where the fun begins. You go into a, you get breakfast with your friend when you're walking in with them and you're hanging out, you get breakfast and before long some other dude walks in and sits down and because you've been talking to him lately, you've been asking him for things, he says, Jesse, the guy that just walked in has a, has a gift of entrepreneuring, you should go tell him. So as, as you finish your breakfast with your good friend, you walk over to this guy and say, hey, can I, uh, can I say something really quick? This is weird and awkward, um, but I really, I believe in God, and I, he just gave me a word. You walked in, he said something to me, can I just share it real quick? And he's looking, he's in between his bites of his eggs, seating alone, and, um, and, and, it, and there's nothing about him that looked like he needed a word from the Lord, right? He's just looking great, just everything's just on point. Six foot five, a specimen. Anyway, sorry, I just, I wish I was six foot five. <laughs> Flowing hair. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and I go and I said, I said, can I just sit right down? So I sit down in the chair next to him and I'm like, bro, this is going to get a little weird. But I, listen, God speaks to me sometimes because I love him. And he told me some things. Can I share him? I said, yeah, you can share him. What's going on? I said, God, I don't, I don't know what it is, but when you walked in, he said that you've got this amazing gift of leading businesses. This entrepreneurial thing about you. Does that make sense? He goes, yeah, yeah, I got a business down the street. And then he began to share more with me. Why? Because I've been talking with him. 
But you know, I didn't walk in. I, I, I didn't, when I hear of his voice, I don't say like, nah, it's the flesh. No, that would be embarrassing. No, I, I couldn't solve that problem. There's no way I would know that. Paul says, come with weakness. Come with trembling. Do it scared. Do it, do it shaking, but do it. Why? Because Paul planted, Paul changed everything by doing, this is how he operated. And so I just started sharing. I said, well, listen, it's not even about building businesses. You're supposed to be building people, man. You're supposed to speak into their lives, and you're supposed to make them better. I see yourself giving your life for people. And he's just glued at me. I'm like, bro, do you even believe in God right now? And he goes, yeah, I, I, I pray. I'm like, bro, he's got a call in your life. Begin to ask him for people. And he's just like, okay, uh, thank, thank, thank you. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll see you later. And so like that, when you start, this is just prayer. I'm preaching to the choir. I get it. Y'all are just warriors at this. But I'm, if, if you're anything like me, and you're at least half like me in some of this stuff, some of you are way ahead of me, some of you guys are a little bit, uh, or I don't, I don't want to lower you guys down too much. Uh, but you, you get me, point. I'm, stop digging the hole here. <laughs> some of you guys are good. You guys ever see, oh, I want to bring in a clip. Uh, sorry, this, this is good. You guys ever see, there's a Tom Cruise movie called like Something Night. You know what it's called? What is it? Day and night, right? Anyway, this is the point where Dom, Tom Cruise is a secret agent, and he saves this young woman who just, he's, she's literally like some random woman, and she's trying to get away from him, but somehow she's in, like, caught up in all of his adventure, in this mission. And, and she, oh, this is a good word, you guys. And so she's just like, I don't know how she got caught, pulled in this, like, Mission Impossible kind of a thing. And she's just trying to get away from him, but people are shooting at her, right? And so he's just like, listen, you want to survive? you got to stay with me. And then he does this hilarious thing. Yeah, but he goes, he goes listen, listen. He's like shaking her. He's like, listen, listen, because she's just like a mess. And he's like, listen to me. It's Tom Cruise. He's like, and he's like listen, you want to survive? This is what it looks like. With me, you'll survive. Without me, you're going to die. With me, without me. With me, without me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that with the Lord. <laughs> You want to do this without him? You want to do this with your own understanding? You want to try and wake up and not pray? You want to try and do this without spending alone time with him? Of course, again, I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm preaching to myself. We have a choice to be with him. What does with him mean? It, it means, I, I, I'm almost done. You can just, just hold off for a second. We got to get rid of that thing. <laughs> Listen, my wife's in there at least twice a month, so I, get, I, know, I know why it's there. <laughs> oh, David, 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 you here? He just stepped out, didn't he? Okay. I'm trying to worship more at the end. Steven, Steven, grab his guitar. I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I determined to know nothing by how much he loves me. 
how much he paid for me. Listen, when you got, when, why don't you stand with me? Good? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh, you guys, I, the words were so good. Is it? All you need is to know what he did on the cross for you. He put you in him and him in you on the cross. You know that the joy that rises up in your belly or, or the joy that you want to rise up, it comes from knowing that he died for you. And not so that you could just go to heaven, but so that you could be victorious in everything you do. I'm not saying you're going to be rolling with a lot of cash, or you're going to have the best job you ever wanted. What I am saying is, you're going to feel like a champion. You're going to speak into people's lives. You're going to be like, this is what I was made for. You're not going to be seeking any, another message. You're not going to be seeking another service, another worship night. Because you're going to be like, I was made to be a message to the world. I was made to solve the world's problems. Ask me and see that I won't give you the nations, he says. Just ask him. Just talk to him. You're having a hard time? Tell him, I'm having a hard time. Help. Isn't that a Wimber prayer? Help. <laughs> but just begin to talk to him. If I, can, if I can challenge you and encourage you, I don't know if it's exactly what Scripture says, but even Spain is saying to me, just begin to start praying. Begin to start asking him for things. Once you start, it'll just flow into five other things. You'll start telling him about your day next. And he'll start telling you about his. And you'll just be like, oh my God, we're having a moment, God. I didn't know this was even possible. But you, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay, how many of you guys know what happens when you've chosen not to do that and how that goes? Raise your hand. You've chosen not to have that conversation. All I'm saying is, have the conversation. Have it. Well, I'm tired. I've got kids. I've got a new child. Have the conversation. Father, I love you. I need you right now. Would you just talk to me? You know what you're going to say? I love it. Whatever you want. I, I, let's go out worshiping for about five more minutes. And then with kids, go, our parents, <laughs> go get the kids. We just, we're trying to end with worship more often because I just love it. Let me pray for us. Father, I, Father, we come to fear and trembling and with great weakness. <laughs> just come to him. 
with weakness. Come to him not knowing what to do and ask him, what do I do? And watch him come in. Watch him draw near. I just feel like there's an anointing to, for prayer tonight. If that's you, if you just feel like, man, you've just, your heart's been wanting to pray, but things have just got in the way. Gosh, I know how that feels. Just put your hand on your heart right now. I want to pray for us. Lord, I, I pray, I pray for the spirit of prayer to break through the spirit of apathy. I pray that we begin to see our mission in life is to begin to pray. Uh, that the business of every man and woman is to begin to talk to you, Lord, to begin to open our hearts, Lord. I also feel like God wants to tenderize hearts tonight, that there's offenses, that you've been, you've been disenfranchised by God lately, you've been not hearing Him talk to you, and so you're like, Micah said it, I may not even feel you, Lord, and I just feel like there's a tenderizing that wants to happen tonight. And so I just ask, just go ahead and pray that God would tender your hearts tonight. And as we lift our hearts in worship, let's just pour out our love on it.